Hello, hello, hello. My name is Courtney Turner, and you are listening to Bluegrass Community Foundation's Do Good Radio Hour. Today's guest is an artist, an administrator, a party thrower, and an all-around fantastic community member. She is the assistant director with the Lexington Art League and is preparing for this year's 47th annual Woodland Art Fair, happening August 19th and 20th in Woodland Park. I'll be there, she will be there, and you should be there too. Here is Fable Donahue. artist by trade um i mean yes and no Mm -hmm. um i my undergraduate degree is in sculpture but my master's degree is in arts administration so cool yeah well what it was is i was i was in my 30s when i finally finished my bachelor's Mm -hmm. degree and i was like okay graduate school not going to graduate school for sculpture because about the only thing you can do with that is either teach at a university sure or go out on your own, and um, yeah, it's really, really hard to be an independent artist. Yes, especially in such a capital-intensive uh, discipline like sculpture, because it was a lot of metal work. Yes, um, and then, but I'm really, really good at administrating and doing details and stuff so I was Uh like I will facilitate other people making their artwork (laughs) and help them get it done because a lot a lot of artists are not real good with the nitty-gritty administrative stuff right you know Mm -hmm. what I mean it's a different side of the brain right well that's what they say Uh (laughs) uh-huh sure um but I have found that a lot of artists are fall on a spectrum like most people do some people some of them are super organized and they're on top of absolutely everything Uh some are completely disorganized and don't know you know their butt from thursday sure uh as creative as they are and then most of them fall somewhere in the middle right yeah do you still do artwork like as a hobby or like on the side yeah um in the last well since i was pregnant with my daughter and then after she was born you know, no metal work or anything, mm-hmm. but like I could do, like I learned to do a few different origami things and mm. turn those into and that into a mobile for her. So cool. Um, 
Yeah, I haven't done much in the last couple of years just because mm-hmm. I've been I've had my hands full. You have a small baby. <laughs> yeah, well, not anymore. She is about twenty months old, and which is almost worse. Yeah. Now she's mobile. Yeah, she's mobile, and she gets into things, and oh, yes. she is very tall for her age. Oh. So she can like, like anything that's within like a foot of the edge of the counter or the tables, mm-hmm. she can she can kind of she can reach things. And, and is she a clumsy tall? Not particularly. Okay, great. Which is which is really nice. Yes. Um, but yeah, she she keeps getting into stuff, and we keep having to push things further back and put them on higher shelves, and so fun. I, it is. It's absolutely fantastic. But at the same time, it's just like ah! right, just craziness. <laughs> I I do want to ask, just because. You know, you hear about, like, raising children in artistic homes and letting Mm -hmm. them use their hands and, like, stay away from screens and all of that good stuff. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about the importance of, like, what that means? Like, even in your household, like, are you kind of teaching her the importance of what being an artist is and using your hands and using your creativity? Well, I mean, not not as much yet. Right. Because she's so so little. Mm -hmm. Um, but I try when she's exploring things that are not, you know, immediately dangerous, (laughs) (laughs) I'll let her do that. Sure. Um, so she can figure things out on her own. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I was the same. So I also have a 15 year old son. Oh, fun. And, and it was the same when he was little, you know, essentially if it wasn't immediately dangerous, I would let him explore and, um, uh, you know, and then, you know, we did things like I would give him, you know, like, here's a blank canvas. I've got eight more of them. Don't worry about yep. it. And if you don't like it when we're done, we can just sew over <laughs> it. Like, it doesn't matter. Uh-huh. We'll, just, we'll just do whatever. Um, and, like, it's kind of funny. For some reason this summer he has gotten into um, making primitive weapons. Oh, fun. Yeah. Like, like, uh, like attaching a rock to a stick to make a club yeah or or an axe so Uh he's been having a lot of fun with that i'm not sure what it is but and it's just (laughs) it's just kind of funny it's like like you know what can i make Mm -hmm. when i'm not allowed to use power tools by myself yet (laughs) correct yeah uh and we don't really have a full shop set up anyway so he's like i've got rope and i've got sandpaper and and he and he has, he's got his machete, you know, and yep. like and he can take the hand saw out and go do whatever. Uh-huh. These are things I can work with. Yeah. So <laughs> that's so fun. Well, let's talk a little bit about Woodland Art Fair. Okay. So first and foremost, tell us about the fair and how you got started. So I got started um I started working for the Art League in 2020, mm-hmm. which, of course, we did not have the fair that year. Right. Um, and I got to do it, start doing the fair in 2021 because I take care of all of the artist stuff at the Art League. Mm-hmm. I do all of the exhibitions and all of that. Um, and so it was easier to divide the tasks with um, our executive director, Lori Houlihan, doing all of the other organizing mm-hmm. And, like, she does all of the other operation stuff for the house and the league um, and with the art fair doing all the sponsorship and the money stuff mm-hmm. while I just emailed the artists. Yes. And got all of that organized. And, of course, Parks and Rec organizes all of the food and the entertainment. Gotcha. So it's a fantastic collaborative 
relationship. And I love working with Parks and Rec because Amber Lou Allen is an absolute star. <laughs> Shout she, out Amber Lou. Yeah. Well, she's also been, she's been doing Woodland, I think for over 20 years now. Oh, wow. So she thankfully was able to give me a lot of guidance on the jury process mm-hmm. and how to pick the artists and what standard we need to, mm-hmm. we need to stay with. Um, so yeah, that I just kind of got thrown in the deep end. <laughs> Sometimes that's, that's how you have to do it. You just figure it out as you go. Yeah. Well, it was also very interesting because there was a little bit of imposter syndrome that first year. Like, oh. you know, it's like me, I'm organizing the Woodland Art Fair, something that I've, of course, known about and attended since I was a small child. <laughs> I lo- oh, my gosh. What did that mean for you, though? That had to be like a very fulfilling. Well, especially because it ended up. That first year back ended up being so successful and everybody was so happy to be there. I was very pleased. Yeah. (laughs) So, So yeah, after that, I had much more confidence in my ability Mm -hmm. to choose things and run stuff. And, of course, you know, last year was also a learning process working out the kinks because we also have completely redone how we do applications. Okay. Uh, We used to uh, go use a, um, a service called Zap. Mm-hmm. application which runs they they represent a lot of art fairs but for a small nonprofit arts organization it's kind of expensive sure so we moved to a different system using JotForm, which has been fantastic mm. and um and also uh, like we i built a whole website for wow. woodland art fair yeah so so that was also fun because uh, that was a little bit of learning right because <laughs> My background is in heating things up with fire and smashing them with a hammer. And I did learn, you know, some of uh, some of the tech stuff when I was in graduate school. But, you know, we barely touched on, like, web design. There are two people on the communications team at BGCF. So it's me and then my direct supervisor, Lauren. And my mm-hmm. favorite thing that she says is, I am not a woman in STEM. Like, I don't know how to update mm-hmm. DNS code. Things. I don't know how to do any of that. So anytime somebody built a website, I'm like, look at you go. You're so smart. Well, <laughs> it's because we use Weebly. So yes. it's very, you know, like, oh, you want to put a picture here and you need to space it. You just very drag and intuitive. drop from the, yeah. well, just drag and drop from the menu. So it's not, I'm not coding. Sure. Because <laughs> there's been, there have been times that I'm like, oh, I have used this template that they have provided, but I would like to change what the title font is. Mm-hmm. How do I do that? And I will Google it. And yeah. Google says, well, you need the font files and you'll have to go into the code in this area. And I'm like, mm, no. Never mind. No, because I will end up breaking the code. Yeah. I don't <laughs> want to do any of that. And that is, yeah, that is, yeah. No, no, I'm not going to actually screw with the actual code of the website because I do not want to risk messing it up. Correct. Completely. Well, let's talk about some more of the changes that are happening this year. So this is the 47th. That's crazy. So you've been going since you were younger. Yeah. Let's talk about first the change that you've seen since the time you were going as a kiddo to now. You know, honestly, I couldn't tell you because I, I don't really remember what the fair was like when I was uh-huh. a kid. Um, I do, you know, have better memories of when I was in my 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, like one of the things that we are we are trying to bring back um, is like having the, the kid zone where there's kids activities. Cool. Um, 
We're in the process of seeing what we can get organized for that this year because I know that is one big thing that people really, really like. And, mm-hmm. and the, I know the kids love is when there's stuff for them to actually make right, and do. And they get to take a, home a little piece of art that they've made. Um, so I'm, I'm very hopeful that we will have something organized for that this year. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we didn't have that the last two years because... You know, sharing art supplies was a no-no. Yeah. <laughs> and we definitely don't have the budget to send everybody home with their own art kit. Right. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I well, I guess, like, one of the other changes would be, you know, there's more, there are more areas of entertainment. So mm-hmm. instead of just having, like, music or dance groups at the gazebo, there's, like, a, a secondary spot over mm-hmm. on the other side of the playground, mm-hmm. which is fun. Um Oh, for the life of me, I can't remember the name. There's an aerial troupe in town. Oh. I think their name starts, if their name starts with an S, I can't think of it off the top of my head. But they performed last year in that spot, which is really cool. So they've got these big, you know, big tripods that they hang the silks from. So cool. Oh, it was fantastic. It was so Uh, much fun. That has to be, it's one of those things that I've always like, I think I could do that. I think if I give it a go, I but I have no balance and upper body strength, it would never happen for me. <laughs> so when we talk about the art fair as a whole, mm-hmm. I was just telling you, I've never been because I'm a newer Lexingtonian. So can you tell me what the experience is like for people who come to the fair for the first time? It, it It's fun because there's so much going on. There's so many booths to see with such great and fantastic art that um, it can be very, very exciting and Mm -hmm. almost a little overwhelming because there's a lot to see. Mm -hmm. Um, But that is one of the advantages of Woodland is that it's doable to do in one afternoon is to see all of it. Right. Um, Because, like, St. James in Louisville is a fantastic fair, but it's huge. Massive. And so it's really hard to see everything and everything. I don't know about you, but I myself, like, if I'm going to be here, I want to see it all. <laughs> yes. I will feel very incomplete if I don't. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's one of the great things about Woodland is that it's easy to do all of it in one day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and and it's also, um, it's also great because there's always so many great food trucks. Mm. So there's different, there's always different things to try. Um <laughs> My husband and son were very excited a couple of years ago when the um, foot-long corn dog truck was there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I would be, too. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that one was a big hit with them. Um, of course, a lot of other people liked it as well. I saw a lot of people walking around, around the fair with yes. giant corn dogs. Um, of course, Goodfellas is always a big yep. hit. They've got a, a, a really nice food truck. Um so, yeah, so it it can be very exciting, maybe a little overwhelming, but it's always a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you kind of want to pick your path. Like, uh, we, we usually have maps. We have people okay. around the fair, usually at each of the corners, mm-hmm. handing out maps to people as they come in. So Love you want to get a map um, that has, um, has a whole booth layout uh, for artists on one side, food and drinks on the other side. And so you can kind of plot where you want to go because you can, it is laid out. So you can sort of take a singular route to walk through. Yeah. That feels so good in my brain, knowing that I can start in one spot and then like wrap around 
and end up where I was, that makes me very happy. Yeah. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. Now, yeah. for the fair, are there tell me more about these booths are the artists selling things is it more of like an exhibition style fair no it's definitely it's definitely sales awesome like like i would say 100 percent of the well that is actually that that is part of the purpose of the fair is for people to come and sell things yeah so you know you can you can go into a booth and buy a fantastic one-of-a-kind ceramic mug and then go into the booth next door and get a woodblock print or uh, original paintings, um, pho- uh, photographs. There's some really talented photographers that will also be there. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I It's a great place to go gift shopping. I was just thinking, I'm trying my best to do early Christmas shopping this yes. year. That would be a great first stop. It is. It really, really is. You just have to remember where you put them in your house yes. to hide them from your family. <laughs> yes. You also have to remember, and this is something that I've learned with a lot of my artist friends, is that sometimes buying things from local artists, are you're paying for not only the quality of the art, but also the time and the resources that that artist is using. So don't be trying to barter with people. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely, especially not at an art fair yeah. because they, a lot of them have paid money to travel there. Mm. They're, you know, they have paid a, a booth fee. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, no haggling with the artists. <laughs> <laughs> now, what does it look like for an artist to get a booth there? Like, how can people who want to maybe participate? participate next year what's the process for that so it is a very easy process beginning on january 1st of 2024 the applications will be available on the website which is www.woodlandartfair.org and it's a simple jot form that you fill out so you know name email address phone number mailing address all that jazz and then um, there will be a spot where we ask for a description of your process and what you do and what category of art you're applying for. Are you doing painting, ceramics, sculpture, 2D mixed media, 3D mixed mm-hmm. media, woodworking, that kind of stuff. And then we'll also ask for some pictures of examples of your work and an example of your booth setup. Oh, cool. Yeah, because the professionalism of your display Mm -hmm. is part of what we take into consideration when considering your application. And there is a $40 application fee. Okay. Which, you know, that helps pay for the many, many hours. Yes. (laughs) It takes to administrate the fair. The whole thing. Yeah. Uh And let's say that somebody maybe is not as artistically inclined. Mm-hmm. And they want to be involved in the art fair. How can people volunteer or learn more about opportunities with you all? So um, uh, signing up for our newsletter uh, through our website, which is lexingtonartleague.org, uh, is is the easiest way to go. You can also follow us on um, Instagram or Facebook because we post all of our opportunities on there. Um, but the, the easiest way to help out and to be involved is to be a volunteer because we need a big Mm. team of volunteers Mm -hmm. to pull off this fair every year. We would not be able to do it if it weren't for the volunteers that Mm -hmm. we get every single year. And you, there is a, again, a very simple form that you can fill out, um, on the Woodland Art Fair website. Uh, it's right, it'll be right there on the link to it's right there on the homepage, um, so it's really easy to set up, and it will be things like uh, the artist needs 
a quick bathroom break. So you just go and you sit there and you watch their booth. Oh. Say hi to people, you know, um, and just, you know, tell them, like, the artist will be right back in a few minutes. <laughs> uh, we call it this booth sitting. Yeah. And then um, we always have people out all day, both days, handing out maps and greeting patrons as they mm-hmm. walk in with, and, you know, if anybody has any questions that you can answer. Um, like if somebody says, you know, oh, where's the where's the Goodfellas booth? Or mm-hmm. I'm looking for so-and-so, a specific artist, because there are some people that come every year. Oh, so because cool. Because they, um, they buy stuff every year from some specific artist. Right. Or um, or they're friends with that artist. Sure. Or, you know, at least, you know, like, hey, I see you every year. <laughs> you know, hello, how you doing? And they catch up and reminisce uh-huh. with you for a little bit. That's always fun. And then... Um, uh, we do ask for volunteer photographers as well okay. because um, we like seeing people's different perspective and experiences of the mm-hmm. fair. Um, and then it also, you know, it also helps us, you know, collect images of the fair that we can use to go like, hey, I love look that. what we did. That's it was so, so smart. much fun. Yeah. Uh, and those, those, the photographers that have volunteered in the past are always a really big help. Mm-hmm. Um because I am not a photographer. <laughs> Me either. The, um, so, you know, my photographs are okay, but they're not great. Right. Um, so that's a big help. And then um, we also need people on load-in day on Friday, the 18th, mm-hmm. because um, we'll have stations, one on each side of the, of the fairgrounds, of the park, so where the artists will pull in, they'll get their packet that's got all their information in it and their name tags and, and, and everything they need for the weekend. And um, and then we can tell them, especially those that haven't been there before, like, you know, your booth is over here and we mm-hmm. can show them on the map because they haven't been here. They're not familiar. Right. Um, and sometimes we have some artists that actually just need a little bit of actual help moving things yeah. <laughs> and unloading their truck. Because uh, some, you know, some old artists are, um, you know, some of them are a little older sure. or maybe they have a, a slight disability or they've got an injury and they just need a little bit of mm-hmm. help. Um, and we're always happy to help yeah. because we love having them there at the fair every year. Um, so we do, the Lexington Art League does accept donations uh, all throughout the year, which can, again, be done on the Lexington Art League website. And we also have memberships, which is another way to donate as well. Um, you know, with uh, with a membership, you get, um, like, if you wanted to be an artist at the Woodland Art Fair, you get a small discount on your booth fee. Um, you can also get a, you also get a 10% discount on art purchases oh. during exhibitions at the Art League. Um and there are also other artist-specific opportunities mm-hmm. as well. Um, one of the things that we are hoping to get started up later this year is a critique night. So artist members can bring in a, uh, a work of art mm-hmm. and be critiqued by a group of their peers. And oh, we, we'll, you know, we'll have a, a facilitator there. Uh-huh. Um, uh, we're... We're kind of hoping to have, like, you know, uh, someone that commits to doing it because we're going to just do have it once a month. Right. Um, but we'll probably occasionally have guest curators come in as well. So cool. Or not curators, but, um, well, yeah. Yeah. Curators, guest, guest artists for, for critique. Um, 
and uh, yeah, so it's, it's great. There's easy ways to join and donate. Um, every little bit helps. Yes, yes. All the time. Now, before we move into our second segment, mm-hmm. tell me everything about when, where, what is happening at the art fair. Okay, so August 19th and 20th, Saturday and Sunday, Saturday from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., Sunday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., we'll have almost 200 artists selling artwork with uh, around... 20 to 30 different food and beverage vendors, um, different band and entertainment in a couple of different areas around the fairgrounds. It's happening at Woodland Park in downtown Lexington. Um, Wear comfortable shoes and wear sunblock. (laughs) Yes. Is this a rain or shine event? It is rain or shine uh, with the exception of severe storms. Sure. Yeah. You know, if there's, you know, severe lightning or tornadoes or something. We won't be outside. Yeah, we will not be. (laughs) We will be battening down the hatches and not be outside. But otherwise, rain or shine. But that's not going to happen because we're sending all of the good energy toward that. So it's going to be very happy and sunny. I put in a work order. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, last year it did rain uh, for about an hour on Saturday and about 45 minutes on Sunday wasn't too bad you know like like the clouds came dropped some rain and then it was sunny again great and we had i would almost say a record-breaking crowd last year it was huge what are we talking uh, there was probably, there were well over 70,000 people oh that came my throughout gosh. the weekend. Yeah, it was wonderful. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah, we, um, one of, one of the things that I like to do is walk around and talk to as many of the artists as I can uh-huh. throughout the weekend. Just check on them, see how they're doing, yeah. make sure everything's, all their needs are being met. Um, and everybody was having just fantastic sales. It was great. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay, August 19th and 20th. Yep. So excited. Okay, so every episode we like to do this thing called BGCF Fast Facts, mm-hmm. which is where I'm going to give you a question, and without thinking about it too much, you're going to give me the first answer that pops up. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> what are you reading right now? Uh, not a whole lot because I have been playing uh, Tears of the Kingdom, the new Zelda game. I love that. It's kind of funny because I never played any Zelda games until I played Breath of the Wild. Okay. And then just got totally hooked on that. I've played through it three times yeah. over the last like five or six years, how long, mm-hmm. however long it's been out. And then I actually put the release day for Tears of the Kingdom in my phone. And it is just completely like... Like when I'm not playing with the baby or cooking dinner or I'm at work. Like it's Zelda time. It's Zelda time. <laughs> I love it. What are you watching right now when uh, you're not playing Zelda? When I'm not playing Zelda, uh, family time, we've been watching Cheers lately. <laughs> that is my favorite show of all time. Yeah, it, it's been a lot of fun because it's been a while since we've watched any of it. I all... For forever and ever and ever, Ted Danson is my number one celebrity crush. I remember being so little and being like, that Sam Malone is so handsome. And then I rewatched it when I was older and I was like, "That he's a little problematic. Sam's a little, just a he's a little bit of an issue. Oh, just a bit. Such a good yeah. show. Uh, what are you listening to right now? Uh, well, when I run out of the few podcasts that I listen to, because mm-hmm. they're weekly shows on NPR, typically, um, it's either this past week, it's been either 
um, the Lord of the Rings audiobook. Okay. Or Sea Shanties. <laughs> okay. I really like... Now, there's always the big debate mm-hmm. between Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. They're both great. They're both great. Yeah. Although I've, I've had trouble trying to read the Lord of the Rings books because I made the mistake of not reading them in my youth. Right. And so I saw the movies first. Right. So even though I know there's so much more adventure and detail mm-hmm. and, and storyline in the books, I already know how the main storyline ends. Right. But I really, really want to know all of that other stuff. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I'm so excited for you to finish that. What are you eating right now? I had spaghetti for lunch. Delicious. Where from? Your house? Uh, well, it was, it, yeah, it was sauce from a jar. So good. Well, it it's fine. But I usually, I think I'm, I'd have to dig in my chest freezer, but I think I'm currently out of my spaghetti sauce. Oh, okay. Because I usually keep spaghetti sauce in the freezer at home because I make it from scratch, Mm -hmm. usually with canned tomatoes from Mm -hmm. my garden. So good. So good. Yeah. If you happen to find any, I'm in the market (laughs) for a good spaghetti sauce, so feel free to send some my way. (laughs) What are you most scared of? Uh, well... Well, I guess, well, most recently, the giant fishing spider that was in my bathroom with the giant egg sac on it. Stop. <laughs> well, okay, first of all, what is a fishing spider? Okay, so it's one of the one of the large hairy spiders that Ooh. we get in Kentucky. Like, everybody usually just calls all of the big hairy spiders we have wolf spiders. But right. there's actually more than one species. And fishing spiders get bigger than wolf spiders. So if you see one that's, like, this big, it's most likely a fishing spider. And yours had an egg sac on it? That's such a big egg sac. <laughs> what did, what, what was the plan? What did you do? I went and got the vacuum. <laughs> okay. Because where it was, I usually trap them in a glass or a jar and like slip some paper or cardboard mm-hmm. underneath of it. Mm-hmm. And I usually have my son running out into the woods because yeah. we live out in Anderson sure. County, yeah. like out in the country. Mm-hmm. So I usually have him just run them far enough away from the house that hopefully they don't come back. They don't back. come back. But 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 this one was in an area where I was not going to be able to trap it without it possibly getting away. And I did not want it getting away because it was gigantic. Yeah. And I am generally okay with spiders and uh-huh. smaller spiders, cellar spiders, whatever. It's when they get really big that they and give start me the, bearing children. And in start my bearing home. many, many children that they, oh, they give me the willies. Yeah. What are you most proud of? Uh I would say Probably my ability to make it happen. Oh. Like like that, that Tim Gunn quote. Yeah. You make know, it happen. Just make it happen. I love that. Mm. Yeah. It might not necessarily get done expertly or necessarily well. But it's going to happen. But I'll get it done. I love that. <laughs> uh, who do you look up to? See, that's a hard one. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Other than there are... A lot of people. Because it's not just like one person. Sure. I have, you know, there's different examples for different, different, not aspects, but, um, well, different things. Yeah. You know, like some of my, some of my artist friends, like I really look up to them Mm -hmm. because they're so incredibly creative and talented and they're constantly working, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, oh, who was one I was just thinking of the other day? 
Well, a friend of mine's daughter, actually, she just started college a couple of years ago because of all the stories he's ever told me about her, like, she doesn't take any guff uh-huh. from anybody yeah. ever since she was she was young mm-hmm. and she's she stands up for herself and she stands up for other people mm. and i sometimes feel like that is something i could do better at yeah what are you most looking forward to i am most looking forward to woodland art fair being complete for the year <laughs> isn't that <laughs> the best feeling like you love what you do so much yeah. but then when it's done it's like because it's such a huge project. Yes. And it's very, especially in this month through July and the first three weeks of August leading up to the fair, it becomes all-consuming. Yeah. And um, and it can be very, very stressful. For sure. Um, so, yes, I'm very much looking forward to when, when Woodland Art Fair is completed and can, I can take a small break. Yes. I mean, you're basically throwing a party for 70,000 plus people. Yeah, kind of. That's wild. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> um, why do you love our community? I love our community because it is, it feels like it's so very supportive, especially mm. of the arts. Uh, people in Lexington, especially in the last 20 years, have just become much more interested in arts and our own arts community and in public art, mm-hmm. which that is something I've been so glad about, that Lexington has really started to embrace public art as a worthwhile endeavor. Mm-hmm. That makes me so happy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love that. Why do you love yourself? I think partially because I can make it happen. (laughs) Love that. Yeah. It all circles back. (laughs) It kind of does. Yeah. Because it is one thing that I've been very good at is figuring out how to make stuff happen. Mm -hmm. You know, we want to have 20 solo shows and three group shows happen in the Loudon House every year. How do we do that? Mm. You know, I want to have 50 tomato plants in my small garden. How do I do that? Yes. (laughs) My tomato plants got knocked. Uh, First of all, I have a container garden because I live in an apartment. Yeah. And the storms came through last night and knocked over my tomato plant. So Mm -hmm. I walked outside and there was dirt all over my porch and I cried for about two minutes. Mm -hmm. But then I fixed them back up. I don't know what's going to happen with them. As long as the stems haven't actually been broken. Nope, they are then they should be fine. Okay, good. They are pretty resilient. Good. Yeah. I I do want to say one thing. I'm having a little bit of an existential crisis myself. Yep, just because enough. all of my siblings, I'm one of six, mm-hmm. all of them are having children. Mm-hmm. A lot of my friends are having children. And I'm doing this thing where I'm like, I can see myself maybe being a mom someday, but like mm-hmm. I I'm so afraid of, like, losing myself and losing who I am. And I love that all of the answers that you gave me had nothing to do with your kids. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to you it, it, you have to maintain that balance yeah. because you are a person and your yes. needs need to be met. Mm. Because if you do not feel fulfilled, if you do not feel fulfilled as a person, mm-hmm. your kids pick up on that. Right. And it is healthy to have boundaries as we know Mm -hmm. not only with the adults in your life but you have to have boundaries with your kids right because one children need boundaries just in In general general. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Um, but you also need your own boundaries with them so you don't become lost and your entire identity doesn't become wrapped up in your children because then what do you do when they go, they go to, away. to go live their lives as independent adults? Right. Yeah, you, you don't want that to happen. Right. And you, especially if you're, if you're creative in any way, mm-hmm. um, the way I described it, started describing it several years ago was uh, if you're a creative type person, Mm -hmm. but you're not actively creating anything, you get psychic constipation. Oh. Because you have all of these things in your head that you're thinking about and all of these ideas for things that you would like to make or do that are rolling around in there. And if you don't get them out, it starts gumming things up and starts making you a little batty. I love it. (laughs) I love that. It's it's so true because it it, it it I have seen it happen to some of my other artistic friends yeah. and it it's definitely happened to me yeah more than once where I wasn't actively I didn't have any projects going on I didn't have anything creative that I was doing and I was starting to get pretty depressed yeah and I couldn't figure out why and then finally I was just like oh I need to make things right. <laughs> Yeah, I need to like let this energy out. Yeah, it has, yes. to, it has to go out it has somewhere. To, it has to leave. Yeah. Okay, last question. Yeah. Remind us where people can find you, find out more about Woodland Art Fair, find out more about the Art League. Give us all of the goods. So uh, at the Woodland Art Fair, we will have a tent set up. It will be, there's a small triangle where the playground and the um, covered pavilion is. Yes. We will have a tent there. Great. So during the fair, you can find us there. Ask us all the questions you like. Um, And if you're volunteering, that is also where you will meet up with us. Um, If you would like to volunteer at the fair, you can sign up uh, on the website, on the homepage. There's a link to the form. It's www.woodlandartfair.org. If you're interested in volunteering or just learning more about the Lexington Art League, um, you can learn some on our website, which is www.lexingtonartleague.org. Or you can also stop by the Loudon House anytime, um, uh, noon to 5 p.m., Wednesday through Saturday. We are, we are there. We're open. We love having people in to come see the art and ask questions. And the house itself is a work of art. Beautiful. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, interestingly enough... Uh, we get quite a few people, especially in the summertime, that are just looking for historic homes to look at. And oh, they, cool! They Google historic homes in Lexington because that one pops up because they're traveling <laughs> through town, and it's like us, the Henry Clay Estate, yep. um, uh, the Bell House, the, the the one in Gratz Park, whose name yep. I can't remember, Carnegie Center. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a few in town that pop up, and we're we're right in there in the top five. Um, I love it. Okay, I actually lied. I do have one more question okay. that does not relate to the art fair whatsoever. No worries. I love your name. Oh, thank you. Do you have a backstory on your name? Yes. It is a very old English surname from my mother's side of the family. Mm. And it was uh, her grandfather's middle name. I love that. Now, is it, it's Favel. Favel, Yes. Do you get people, you have to have people mess that up from time to time? Oh, yeah. Generally, if you hear it, you cannot spell it. Sure. And if you read it, you cannot pronounce it. Sure. Because it's, the way it is spelled, uh, most people say favel. Favel. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Or favil. 
Because oh. there are some people that, that because it has the V-I-L-L-E, they think it is perhaps a, a French origin. Yes. But it's not. Um, so, yeah, it's just it's just one of those things. And then some people, for some reason, think it's like Fievel, like, oh. like the mouse from, yeah. the, from that movie from uh-huh. years and years and years uh-huh. ago. Yeah, but it's not. I love it. Okay. <laughs> now I'm really done. <laughs> Okay. Thank you this so much fun. for being here. I really appreciate it. No, thank you for having me. This has been this has actually been a lot of fun. You are very easy to talk to. Oh, thanks and have so a conversation much. With. Thanks. Well, we will see you at the Woodland Art Fair. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I am. I am. Uh, as much as I look forward to it being being completed, I am also very excited about it because it's going to be. I just have this feeling it's going to be another great year. Yes, it's going to be magical. Can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> see you there. Right, Bye. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Do Good Radio Hour, brought to you by Bluegrass Community Foundation. We'll be back next week right here on Radio Lex, or you can listen to us anytime on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at BGCFKY, or visit us at BGCF.org to stay up to date on all of the latest giving and do good opportunities in our community. Until next time, I'm Courtney Turner. Do good and be well. You are listening to the Do Good Radio Hour on Radio Lux, WLXU 93.9 LP FM Lexington. Our theme song is Happy Tune, written and performed by Brother Smith. The views expressed on this podcast are not necessarily the views of Radio Lux, its board of directors, or Bluegrass Community Foundation. The views expressed are solely my own and the guests'.